Hello, welcome back to Magic Woods. This story is called Far Away Fair. Now because Fee didn't have a home of her own, she spent some nights with Kira's family and some nights with Versa's family. But really, most of the time, the girls just did sleepovers all together at whoever's house. And they always had a lot of fun, and they always stayed up too late. One night, the girls slept at Kira's house while Nima, Kira's mom, was away. And Kira's father said, Okay, girls, it's time to go to sleep now. Good night. Good night, they said. And then he closed the door. But then Fee said, Good night, buffalo. <coughs> the girls giggled. Kira's dad opened the door. What are you all laughing about? What did you say? Nothing, said Fee. Oh, all right, girls, it's really time to go to sleep. Good night. Good night. Kira's dad closed the door. And then Fee said, Good night, Bongo. <coughs> the girls started giggling. Uh, Kira's dad opened the door again and said, What are you all laughing about? What did you say? Nothing. Oh, you really need to stop being silly and go to sleep, girls, okay? Good night. Good night. Kira's dad closed the door. Then Fee said, Good night, Docodio. <coughs> the girls giggled again. Kira's dad opened the door. Come on, girls. It's way past time to go to sleep. Will you just go to sleep? Okay. Well, the girls didn't go to sleep, of course. They stayed awake for a long time, giggling and whispering and laughing, as they did most nights. But eventually they got tired and drifted off to sleep. In the middle of the night, Kira woke up suddenly, as if called. The house was very quiet. She felt strange when she realized she was the only one awake. She might have been the only one awake in the whole village. The thought was both frightening and exhilarating. The light coming through the window was very bright, too bright for the middle of the night. Kira was confused for a moment, but then she peered out the window and saw the full moon shining down. The whole world was awash in moonlight. Wow, she whispered, struck by the unearthly beauty. She crept to the kitchen and filled her favorite blue cup with water. She drank half of it and then returned to the bedroom. Fee and Versa were awake now. They both stared out the window looking creepy and white in the moonlight, like ghosts. Kira put down her blue cup and said, Um, what's going on? Shh, said Fee. Can't you hear it? Hear what? Listen, said Versa. Kira listened. She thought she could hear faraway voices and maybe music, but the noises were very faint. She wasn't sure she was really hearing anything at all. It might just have been the wind. Fee said, it sounds like a faraway fair. Versa said, yeah, we should go check it out. Kira said, okay. Even though ordinarily she would never sneak out of the house in the middle of the night because that's a dangerous thing to do and nobody should ever do it. But everything about this night felt special and dreamlike. And Kira thought, maybe this is all just a dream. 
So the three girls snuck out of the house and stepped outside. It was summer, so the air was still a little warm. The ground didn't feel too cold to their bare feet. While they flew through the fields up towards the forest, following the faint sounds of the faraway fair. And as they drew closer, they could hear the noises more clearly. There was definitely music playing. They could hear voices and laughter and merriment. Although whoever was making all this noise wasn't being too loud, as if they didn't want to be heard in the village. The girls touched down on the edge of a woodland glade and peered through the trees. They saw several fires burning. Lanterns hung from the trees. The glade was decorated with flowers and garlands and bright-colored streamers. There were booths and stages and tents. And all manner of beings were making music and laughing and eating. Strange animals, mystical creatures, and magical peoples of all different shapes and colors and sizes. And Fee said, Oh, what a fun fair. Kira said, yeah, but who are all these strange people? The girls crept around the edges of the glade, keeping to the darkness, peeking through the trees at the wondrous fair. Presently, they came upon a picnic blanket. There was food laid out, biscuits and treats and fruit, and a pitcher of water and some empty glasses, but there was no one around. The girls stared at the food, and suddenly they felt very hungry. Versa said, I'm starving. Kira said, oh, but we probably shouldn't eat whoever's food this is. Versa said, well, somebody just left it here. But you're not supposed to eat food that comes from, like, you know, the fairy realm or whatever this is. Versa raised her eyebrows. This is our world, not the fairy realm. If the fairies or whoever these people are bring stuff to our world, then we should be able to eat whatever we want. Fee said, I am a little bit starving. Kira said, okay. And then she smiled and thought, this is all probably just a dream anyways. They decided to take just a little bit of food. Versa picked something that looked like a chocolate bar with veins of rich red icing. She bit into it and said, oh, this is so good. Ooh, and it's spicy. And as she ate the bar, she seemed to grow stronger and glow brighter. Fee chose a fat little biscuit. It was airy and light and seemed almost to melt in her mouth. Oh, this is delicious, she said. And then she started to float off the ground. She wasn't flying. She just started to waft heavenward like a bubble. (sighs) Kira and Versa grabbed Fee's feet and pulled her back to the ground. Whoops, said Fee. Excuse me. Kira nibbled some little candies that looked like wildflowers. And suddenly she felt like she was part of nature in a whole new way. Like she understood how everything fit together and how to communicate with every plant and animal. And then Versa poured them each a glass of water. It looked like regular spring water, but it didn't taste that way. Versa went, ugh, it tastes like blood. Fee sipped her drink gingerly and said, Mmm, it tastes like tears. Kira grimaced when she tasted hers. Ugh, it tastes like seawater. Suddenly they heard voices in the dark forest behind them. 
Mortals, said one. Mimis, said another. Marvelous, drawled a third. The girls turned around and saw four women who did not look like anyone they had ever seen before. The women were larger than Mimi's. One had a pale blue face and floated above the ground. She wore clothes that seemed to be made of mist. Another appeared to be made of water. Her hair was a cascade of frothy bubbles. Another was dressed in different shades of green, and living flowers grew in her hair and butterflies danced lazily around her head. And then there was a striking-looking woman with bright red hair and ruby-red lips. She wore a fancy robe made of fire salamander skins. The robe shimmered with all the colors of fire and seemed to give off its own heat. The flowery woman looked at the girls and said, "'Mortals aren't supposed to come to the faraway fair.' We'll have to kill them, said the red-haired woman lazily. Wait, said the misty, blue-faced woman. One of them is destined to be a goddess. An eager look crossed Versa's face. Really, said the watery woman. Which one? We could keep her and kill the other two. The blue-faced woman closed her eyes and was silent a moment. It is impossible to tell. These three are too closely bound together right now. But one of them is destined to be a powerful goddess, more powerful by far than anyone we know. She must have been called here tonight and brought the other two with her. The red-haired woman shrugged. Well then, I guess they can all stay. She smiled brightly, revealing dazzlingly white teeth. Hello, girls. Won't you join us? Okay, said the girls nervously. They sat down on the picnic blanket beside these four strange beings. Kira tried to make conversation. Uh, so what is this faraway fair? Oh, said the water woman, it's a special event for demi-deities, spirits, sprites, pixies, lesser demons, folk like that. We gather every seven years to mingle and frolic and compare notes. See how everyone's doing across the enchanted worlds. The airy blue-faced woman said, We decided to hold the faraway fair in your world this year. Kira said, Oh, I, I, I didn't even know such um, wondrous folk and other worlds existed. <laughs> the flowery woman laughed, Of course they do. There are more marvelous things and more faraway worlds than you could ever dream of. And there are spirits and deities everywhere. Really? asked Versa. The fiery red-haired woman nodded, and she pointed through the trees into the glade. See that little fellow right there? That's Nicholas Pennyfarthing, the leprechaun of loose change. And then the women started pointing out other beings. Look, there's Mary if she can, the sprite of overextension. There's Cannonball Eddie. Wow, he's got some nerve coming here after what he did, huh? Oh, and there's Judy in the way. She's always in the way. And Almost Atticus, and Nacho Seductra, and Cookie Big One. Fee said, what are your names? The flowery woman said, I'm Daffodil Dilly, the spirit of spring flowers. 
The airy blue-faced woman said, I'm Wanda Furthermore, the demigoddess of breezes that inspire and refresh. The watery woman said, I'm Poppy Seafoam, the goddess of the sea. The others laughed. I thought you were the sprite of small waves, said Daffodil Dilly. Yes, snapped Poppy Seafoam. Fine, I'm the sprite of small waves. Versa looked up at the red-haired woman. What about you? Why, I'm the one and only Scarla Kamavala. Wanda, the wind woman, said, Her last name is an anagram of Lavamuk, a figure of some disrepute in your world, I believe. <laughs> Kira gasped a little. Scarla said, A near anagram. I had to insert an extra vowel. Daffodil Dilly said, Where did you get an extra vowel from? I bought it from Rictagle. Poor Rick, said Poppy Seafoam, shaking her head. He has hardly any vowels left. Scarla said, well, he should stop selling them then. Versa still stared up at Scarla like she was obsessed. So what are you in charge of? She asked. Scarla twirled her fiery robe and said, I am in charge of hotness. <laughs> the other women laughed. No, she isn't, said Poppy. She's in charge of lava. Yes, fine, fine, said Scarla. I'm the mistress of magma. Happy? They all laughed. Kira said, I think this must be a dream. The women smiled. A dream, said Poppy Seafoam. Huh, is that what you mortals are calling it these days? Kira said, uh, I guess so. Well, Kira and Versa and Fee spent a long time, at least it felt like a long time, listening to these sophisticated women as they laughed and gossiped and talked. It felt fun, like staying up late to hang out with the grown-ups. Only these grown-ups were immortals from another world. And at last, Kira yawned and she said, We should probably get back to the house. Um, my dad might wake up and wonder where we are. Very well then, said Scarla. It's time for us to eat anyways. Goodbye, said Fee and Versa, rising from the picnic blanket. But then Poppy Seafoam gasped. Someone's been drinking from my pitcher of water. Scarla looked down at the blanket. Somebody took one of my spicy bars. Wanda said, someone ate one of my airy biscuits. Daffodil Dilly said, someone ate some of my flower candies. Kira, Fee, and Versa looked very scared. We're sorry, said Kira. We were just hungry. We just had a little bit. Poppy Seafoam said, Well, you weren't just hungry. Apparently you were thirsty, too. Daffodil Dilly sighed. It's okay, but you'll need to pay. Kira stiffened. We don't have any money, but my parents have some money at home. Oh, no, 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 no said Daffodil Dilly. You're not going to be able to pay with money. You'll have to pay with something far more dear. The girls huddled together, afraid. But then Versa stepped forward defiantly and said, We're not going to give you anything. The women suddenly changed. It was a terrifying transformation. Wanda furthermore loomed over them like a storm cloud full of lightning, 
quick-growing vines and shoots shot out of Daffodil Dilly, grasping and writhing like the tentacles of a hungry beast. <laughs> Poppy sea foam rose up like a tidal wave, and they could sense the vast power of the ocean in her, the power to drown and destroy. And Scarla Kamavala swelled to twice her height and glowed like embers that had burst back into flame. The girls felt like they were standing right next to an immense open oven. Versa said, okay, okay, I'm sorry. And Kira said, well, what do we have to give? We'll pay whatever we have to give. The women shrank back into their prior forms. And Scarla said, oh, well, I think it should be something from the heart, something from the head, and something from the body. Right, ladies? Mm-hmm, agreed the others. And Scarla smiled at the girls and said, one payment from each of you should suffice. Now, said Daffodil Dilly, who wants to give something from the heart? I will, said Versa suddenly. I don't really need my heart. I never intend to fall in love or anything like that. Very well then, said Poppy. We shall harden your heart so that we may take away all your teardrops to come. Kira was afraid. She looked at Fee and said, oh, What do you want to do? Fee said, I'll give something from my body. Very well, said Poppy Seafoam. We shall take half your health. Okay, said Fee. Then the women looked at Kira. And from you, we will take something from the mind. <gasps> Kira swallowed. She liked her mind. She cherished her memories and enjoyed being smart. Wanda furthermore looked at her thoughtfully. We shall take away all your dreams to come. Kira recoiled. My, my dreams? Yes, you'll still have dreams, of course, but they'll go straight to us when you awake. You won't be able to remember them ever again. Fair? The girls didn't know what else to say, so they just said, Okay, sure. And then Scarla said, Now run along, children, and go home. She clapped once loudly, and then everything turned to black. Kira woke up with a start. <gasps> it was the middle of the night, and she was back in her room with her friends. She thought she had just been awakened by a loud thunderclap. Then she remembered the dream about the faraway fair. She woke Versa and Fee. I just had the most amazing and weird and scary dream. Fee said, me too. Versa said, yeah, I did too. They all started talking at once and soon realized they had had the same dream, which was pretty weird. Their excited voices woke Kira's dad up. He stomped into the room and said, what are you girls doing? It is 4.27 in the morning. Kira rushed up to him. Daddy, we had the weirdest dream, and we all had the same dream. It was so real, it felt like it actually happened. Kira's dad frowned. Maybe you girls are spending a little too much time together if you're all dreaming the same dreams. It's weird that we had the same dream, Daddy, right? Yeah, that's what I just said. Now please, you three, go back to sleep. Okay, said the girls, climbing back under their covers. Good night. Good night, said Kira's dad, and he closed the door. Then Fee said, Good night, yucka yucka. <coughs> the girls giggled. 
Well, before long, they had all fallen back to sleep, and by morning the dream was already beginning to fade. Then Kira found her blue cup on the windowsill. It was half full of water. Huh, she thought. I guess I really did wake up and get a drink in the middle of the night. But I thought that was part of the dream. Well, whether it was a dream or not, after that night, the girls were different. Versa grew strong and clever and fiery and beautiful. She never got sick and rarely got hurt. She seemed almost to glow, like she possessed some hidden power. And she became a little too focused on her looks, which was strange to see in someone so young. But most were impressed with her spirit and her energy, and the adults in the village said, Versa's amazing. Perhaps someday she will be chosen to wear one of the crowns, the first person from our land to wear a crown in centuries. Fee had always been a little weak and sickly before, but after that night she seemed to catch every illness that swept through the village, and she became even more frail. She grew winded on long walks and couldn't fly for as long as her companions. Sometimes, if they ventured too far from home, her friends had to carry her part of the way back. But they found that she weighed very little in their arms, almost as if she were no heavier than a big, fluffy biscuit. Kira became even more attuned to the natural world. She developed an interest in flowers and plants and healing herbs. Animals trusted and liked her. Wildflowers grew in greater abundance in the places she frequented. But she never remembered another dream ever again. Well, that's the end of the story, Far Away Fair. The next story is called The Floating Rocks. Good night.